All right, how are we? Sorry, took a while to say good day then. We're just standing up there and you know, what's this guy doing? Um, we're good? Refresh, this is awesome. I remember when we uh, had the original idea with, with Murray and it was on a 4.30 basis, at 4.30. Who knew this was, God had this in plan? I need one of my ex-students. Anyone? Jordan. <laughs> I need you up front, mate, because all... I can't get teaching out of my blood. All good teachers have an illustration. And you're going to be... Yeah. So you're going to... Do you? No. Okay. So I'm just going to give Jordan... A little bit of this. There you go. Hang on. I'll give you a little bit of that. I just want you to mix them together. Good. We'll come back to Jordan. Go back to your seat immediately. <laughs> Sorry, that was a bit teacher-like. Wasn't it? Um, this morning, I want to talk to you about kingdom growth. Kingdom growth is, is not people coming in here and, and uh, from another church, whatever it may be. Kingdom growth is actually reaching people that have, uh, may have heard of Christ um, but have no affiliation with any church but they come in and, and, and the word's presented to them, Jesus Christ is presented to them and, and hello, they're baptised and eternal life as a result I guess the first question you you might come up with is why would we do this why would we do why would we want to do that well it leads to my first illustration and, and um, I'll put this away and that's the blue and the red let's just illustrate that Jesus is the red and we're the blue yeah, and when we mix these together, like this, you still can kind of separate them, can't you? You can kind of go, oh, there we go. I'm not real interested in Jesus, just not right now. I'm just there we go. And there's a little, little bit of blood stain, but it's not too bad. You can separate it. If we get more involved with Jesus and we're kind of, we're you know the, oh that was a great church service or this oh that was a great prayer session I had with God I was just praising him real well it gets a bit harder to separate but you can still do it kind of and I guess the goal is are you mixing that Jordan what do we got there kind of a weird purple the goal is to become purple the goal is to become purple because then you can't see Jesus you can just see one blob and that blob is obviously stained with red and it's purple. And that's the whole goal of this sermon today. That you will become purple. Now you may not know what that means. That means becoming so intertwined with Jesus Christ and what he's done for you on the cross that you will actually, people when they look at you, you will actually not be the same you will actually be another colour. Because the blue, if you like, represents us, which is a sinful being. And Jesus represents the blood that covers us and that sin. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him shall have eternal life. 
And that is the gospel. That Jesus himself saw the problem, saw the decision we made and said, you know what, I'm going to go to earth and change this whole deal. Because it's the only way out for this lot. He didn't look at the back, backyard of heaven and pick the best angel and said, look, uh, does anyone want to go die for this lot? Because I sure, I, I'm not. And he said bad word then. But I'm not. I'm not dying for him. No, he didn't do that. God looked right to his right hand and Jesus said, I've got to do it. And a lot of us forget that, you know what, Jesus actually created us. Jesus actually created the world. As we read in First John, or John, John 1, the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. Nothing through Him was not created by Him. Don't go like that, but that's my version. Acts 8. Acts 8, and we get that on the... Oh, look at that. Simo, you rock. Didn't have any PowerPoint, but Simo sorted it. And now the angel of the Lord spoke to Philip saying, Arise and go towards the south along the road Gaza, which goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. This is desert. So he arose and went. First thing I want to talk about is, we're not talking about the Ethiopian. The Ethiopian is, the eunuch, is, the, is like the subject of this story. But I'm going to reverse it and say Philip's the subject of this story. Because Philip is the person that has that relationship with Christ. And we're going, to, we're going to look at today where that all started and what happened with Philip. But he arose and went. He didn't ask any questions, just went. And behold, a man, a man of Ethiopia, a great eunuch under the authority of Candace, the queen of Ethiopians, had, who, had cha- who had charge of her treasury, had come to Jerusalem to worship. This Ethiopian had come to Jerusalem to worship, but guess what? He couldn't get in the temple. Little did he know that God wasn't in the temple. The, the Shekinah glory was gone because the, 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 the um, curtain had been split. Because when Jesus rose from the dead, that's, that's what happened. It split the temple and no longer do we need to sacrifice lambs for our sin. Jesus is the Lamb of God. So Jesus wasn't, or, you know, they weren't in the temple. God wasn't there. His presence wasn't there. Presence wasn't there. But this temple, um, it was restrictive because he couldn't get in the front gate. I don't know whether he was black, but we know he's a eunuch. And Deuteronomy says eunuchs aren't allowed there. They're not even allowed in the front gate. Not even allowed with the Gentiles. So he's stuck. He's come to. He's come four four thousand k. From Ethiopia. He's travelled all the way, it's not that hard, don't, don't get too sorry if he was on a chariot. But he, he, he came 4,000 k, still a long journey and most of that journey was along the Red Sea, so he's got a good ocean view. So he's driving along and he actually comes to Jerusalem to worship a God that isn't of his faith because he thinks this God's got something that I need. And Philip up and goes. And meets him. Next slide. And sitting in his chariot, he was reading Isaiah the prophet. And the spirit said to Philip, Go near and overtake the traffic. So this chariot's probably moving. 
Philip runs up, jumps on and talks to him about Christ. Talks to him about Isaiah. And in Isaiah, it actually says he was led as a sheep to the slaughter, a lamb before the shearer is silent, so he did not open his mouth. In his humiliation, his justice was taken away. And who will declare his generation for his life is taken from earth? So the eunuch answered Philip and said, I ask you, who does the prophet say this is? Philip opened his mouth and said, it's Jesus. This is Jesus that has died for your sin. This is Jesus that you have come to meet. This Jesus has been risen and he's in heaven. (laughs) No longer is the Ethiopian, no longer does he have restrictive access. Jesus came, he died on a cross so that we don't have to go to a temple and have restrictive access because there's so many gates in their temple that so many people are allowed into like the Gentiles are allowed in one another, the women are allowed in here and the men are allowed in here and then the priests are allowed in here and the high priests are allowed in here. It's just restrictive access. But Jesus come and said, nah, I'm going to die so that now everyone can have unlimited access to me and my forgiveness and my plan of salvation. And that's where we're at today. So where did it all start for Philip? John 1 yeah, John 1.43. John 1.43. The following day, Jesus wanted to go to Galilee. He found Philip and said, follow me. This is the second time, well, this is later on, but the first time Jesus says to him, follow me. Now, when Jesus says, follow me, he means become my disciple. And we read of another story of a rich young ruler. And the rich young ruler was asked to follow Jesus. And if you like, he's the 13th disciple because he actually says no, because he couldn't follow Jesus. Because he's, he was too interested in, in his wealth. And it's an interesting story and it's a great read for it, if, if you want to go for it. Jesus just teaches him like a lawyer. Just comes down and says, right, you want eternal life? Let me tell you how to do it. Sixth, he, the, the commandments... He goes to the 6th, the 7th, the 8th, the ninth, back to the 5th. He's just, he's just trapping him. And the rich young ruler says, I kept all these since I was a little kid. It's fine. Jesus goes, well, what about the 10th? He doesn't say that, but he says, sell everything you got and give it to the poor because this guy's problem was going around and saying, oh, the Ferrari, oh, you got this oh, you got that, oh, you got that, whatever it may be, and collecting all this stuff. And he couldn't do it. He walked away from Christ with a heavy heart because he couldn't do it. Jesus calls, calls Philip at this time and says, follow me. Now, Philip was from Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter, and Philip found Nathanael. The first thing that Philip did, once Jesus said, you're now a disciple, what I want you to do? Well, I know what to do. And Philip went. And the first thing he did was starting building the kingdom. Now, we don't know if Nathaniel knew about Christ, but we know that he went and, and found Nathaniel straight away. 
He went out and found. I don't know about you, but I'm sick and tired of being of a church. Sick and tired of being in a church that will not find friends outside the church. (coughs) See, I'm done. I'm done with this. Because I don't know about you, but I want Jesus to come. Matthew says that Jesus will only come when the gospel's preached to the entire world. And everyone's had an opportunity to say yes or no to this thing. I want to be involved with a church that actually goes out and makes friends with the community. And, and the community doesn't talk to the community about different truths that the Adventists believe in, but actually get, when, they, when they get... Jordan, you throw me <laughs> when, they, when they get to the person, all the person sees... Oh, me. Never going to forget that one. All the person sees is a purple blob. All the person sees is a new person that can't stop talking about Jesus. Why? Because the, the, the blood of Jesus is so ingrained in this person, you can't see any blue. I can't see any blue in here. All the person sees is a, a person so influenced by Christ, so in love and so in, in tune with Jesus doesn't go around and say, oh, I need to justify what I'm doing here. Oh, man. Do you know why a lot of our youth are leaving the church? A lot of our youth are leaving the church because their faith is based in a preacher or their faith is based in their parents or their faith is based in a concept or an idea. If their faith was based in Jesus Christ, it's so much harder to leave a person than a concept. It's so much harder. So when they, when they do something that's wrong and the guilt sets in, youth leave the church because it's easy to change the behaviour, easier to change the belief than the behaviour. So the guilt's so strong that they'd prefer to change the belief because their belief isn't, isn't, isn't in Christ. But when, when their belief's in Christ, they'll change their behaviour. Because they can't separate from Jesus anymore. It's just, it's just all of... And this is what Philip is. He comes to Jesus. Jesus says, follow me. And he goes, I've got no doubt who you are. Now I'm going to go find other people. Because we need to get this thing on. And we just start this mission. The problem being, in John 12, 22... problem being is sometimes Jesus will give you a bit of a touch up a slap around the ears if you're so ingrained and that's what Philip gets here the fruitful grain of wheat now there are certain Greeks among those who came start in verse 20 certain Greeks are those who came uh, to worship at the feast and they came to Philip who was a Bethsaida from Galilee so same guy and asked him saying sir we wish to see Jesus now, Philip makes his first mistake because no longer is he he's the guy now that um, he's, he's with Jesus, he's hanging out with him, and now he's no longer the guy that's just going, yeah, yeah, come, come. You want to see Jesus? Let's go. But he actually goes up to Jesus and said, do you want to see these guys? And Jesus talks about something completely off, off track and starts talking about 
Um, the hour has not come that the Son of Man should be glorified. Sorry. The hour has come that the Son of Man needs to be glorified. Most assuredly I say to you, unless the grain of wheat falls on the ground and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it produces grain. If we go down to verse 26, you get the point of what Jesus is trying to say. And that is, if anyone serves me, let him follow me. Peter, uh, Philip, what happened the first, what's changed since the first time I said this to you? Follow me, go get them. Tell them to come. And where I am, my servant will be also. Where I am, my servant will be also. It's all about being purple. It's all about being purple. It, this, this here just doesn't look good. That's kind of, you know, you could spend a lot of time and get that, get that apart. You're not going to share Christ unless you are completely sold out to him. Christ isn't going to pour out of your heart and be the first thing on your lips if you're not completely sold out to him. And this is what Philip was. In um, John 14, we continue on this journey with Philip. John 14, 1. Let not your heart be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me and my Father's house. There are many mansions. If it not so, I would have told you. I go and prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself. Where I am, there you may be also. Jesus just wants, all he wants is this purple dot. All he wants you to be is purple. It's the only thing he wants for your life. For you to be where he is. And for him to be where you are. So how do you do that? Wake up in the morning and try this one. Wake up in the morning and just think of things that you want to praise God about. Let's say, thank you for this, thank you for that. That's not praise. Praise is, I just want to praise you for being a redeemer. I just want to praise you for being my redeemer. I want to praise you for, for, for being glorious. I want to praise, praise you for forgiving. I want to praise you, just pick characters of, of, of Christ and praise him for it. Then get into the word and when something hits you, study it. Learn more about Christ. Learn how to be like Christ. Learn from people that are writing, writing about him in the Bible and their experiences with him, with a God. God is real. God is alive. We don't serve, serve a Jesus that's, that, that died and didn't rise. He's, he's risen and he's got a plan. He's got a plan for you and me. Jesus goes on to say, I am the way, the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And this is where uh, Jesus gets a bit upset with Philip. If you had known me, you would have known the Father. Verse 7. And from now, from now on, you know him and have seen him. Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father and it is sufficient for us. Jesus said, have, you, have I been with you so long 
and yet you do not know me or have not known me, Philip? He who has seen me has seen the Father. Back to the purple dot. God, the Father, Jesus and the Holy Spirit are purple. They're all together, they're one. They're not separated. And this is a relationship that he wants with you. Because this is the only way he knows how to love. God seems harsh throughout the Bible in places because people are like this. A lukewarm church is like this. A church that's not on fire for Christ and, and, and has God saturated within them is, is like that. And that annoys God because that's not how he is with the other three, with the three of the Godhead. They're like this. Because that's true love. True love is sold out. True love is your answer will be exactly what Christ would answer. And these guys in the, in the, in the early Testament church, when Philip was um, going to this eunuch, there was persecution. Saul was going around killing people. He's going around killing people because he wasn't happy with this Christ. He wasn't happy with this message. There's a young preacher and he went to a town. And he um, was preaching to you know, a heap of people. And he, and he preached for a whole week and he came back from that town and uh, said to his minister, said to his head pastor, he said, yeah, I went down to the city, preached the gospel. And you know what? No one was interested. Everyone just walked away and said, yeah, real good sermons. Great. But no, no lives were changed and, and no one was, nothing happened. Really? You had no baptisms and you didn't have any hate mail or, or people wanting to kill you? No, no, no. This is all good. Just, just to admit, he goes, we mustn't have preached the gospel. Because the, the gospel has this way of either just really grinding at you and, and, and you get a lot of, oh, oh. or, oh, Jesus really did that for me? Philip understood this. Philip understood this. So in Acts, at the end of this story, this guy is actually, um, here's, the, here's the gospel of Christ, and he goes, you know what? And they're riding along this chariot, and they see the water, and they go, oh, can we, I just want to get, what, what stopped me from getting baptized? Because I just want to make that commitment right now. And they've gone through that journey. They've gone through that journey of what, what God has done. Gets out, gets baptised. Um, Philip's translated, gone. It's an awesome, awesome thing. He's just, he's in one place and then bang, he's in another town. But what a great thing. One last illustration, I'll finish this rope. I just want you to picture this rope. It um, just goes on forever, yeah? goes around the building and back to the yeah. it doesn't it just ends there yeah but it goes on forever yeah 
eternity. How many of us, this, is, this represents your life, how many of us would just look at this and go, you know what, I just can't wait for here. Because here, I get to buy a house, I get the car, I get the job I want, and then I, then I can, well then I can enjoy here. Because I, if, if I make all this money, I enjoy this, this last bit here. And this is, this is what I'm working for. Well, how many of us just think, oh, you know, I've got to have heaps of fun here because I'm getting old, getting old already. I do a degree, whatever it may be. When, when, when there's your life there, it goes on for eternity. But, but we're so consumed with this little bit here. This is all that matters. But we've got all that. And some people are out there in this community that that's all they know and that's all they'll ever know. And that's unfortunate. I'm not trying to put the fear up here because this is, this is, but this is reality. When the gospel's preached, people either reject it or they go for it. We're here because we believe in it. We've got to stop living for this little bit. Because we've got all that. Can I challenge you? If you remember this, or you, you come to this church regularly, invite people that, from, from school. Just invite them. Become friends with this community. And, and invite them. And you know what? The first time you invite, they'll say no. The second time you invite, they'll say no. And the third time you invite, they'll say no. So you just keep inviting them. So, you know, I, I think you really like it. You have to become friends with them first. It's so easy if you're a student because you've got so many friends already. Start living like Christ. Start living in a purple state. Get to this point where you cannot be separated anymore. And live for eternity. Stop living for this little bit. Because this is the bit where you actually experience Christ's love. And then when we all finish, and we all go to heaven, because we've accepted Jesus as our personal saviour, and we're up in heaven, and you're here, and, and you're sitting around the throne, and all these angels are singing awesome songs and awesome tunes, and they're just loving it, and you're just, oh, wish I could sing like that. Wish I could sing like that. It's just such an awesome song. And these angels are massive. You thought they were that, that big because they're gardening, gardening thing. You know, not gardening, garden. You know what I mean. <laughs> gardening. You thought they were only, but they're huge. They've got 50 wings. You thought they had two. I don't know how many they got. But, but they're singing these awesome songs. They've surrounded the, the, the throne. And you're just thinking, this is massive. This is huge. I'm here. I'm actually here. <laughs> Eternity. And you never thought you made it because you're not assured in your salvation. Jesus died. His life was big enough for everyone. Don't ever not be assured of your salvation once you've chosen him. Because you're purple now. You can't change your colour back. Then all of a sudden in heaven you start singing Amazing Grace. 
you can't really you can't really muster a tune but you start singing amazing grace you know what happens all the angels stop and they turn around i can't sing that song the angels say i can't sing that song only you understand what redemption is about only you understand what's redemption about and they stop and they turn and they look at all these people singing Amazing Grace. I don't know what song it is, but it will be a song of redemption. How sweet the sound. It saved a wrench like me. And then the, then, the, then the path opens up to Jesus. And you see Jesus while you're singing this song. And he starts crying. Because he knows. He knows the pain. And he knows what what it means to you to be there. And he knows that, you know what? You're purple. That's why you're here. Let's pray. Dear Lord and Heavenly Father, thank you so much for dying for us. Thank you that you have set us free. That we may now live a life that is just engulfed in you. We're not going to be able to share to this community or our friends at the school if we're not purple. Because we're not sold out. Help us to be sold out. And it's just as simple as praying that prayer. Dear Lord, come into my heart. My life is yours. I accept your death on the cross. as payment for my sin. So now become a part of me. There are people here that want to do that today. They want to commit their life to you so that they may be purple. May this message that, that I've tried to speak, now fumbling and, and grumbling along, as boring as it was, may you speak to hearts because that is my only prayer in Jesus Christ's name.